Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains, where we talk about your adventure travels from backpacking to expeditions. I'm your host Chris, and today we welcome Chloe Chapdelaine from Canada, who is going to talk to us a little bit about herself. We delve into an interview about journaling, her trip to Puerto Rico, the mountains in Canada, and more, so I do hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, please feel free to subscribe or follow, and tell your friends if you fancy sharing the love. We also delve into a backcountry Canada trip that she did, but that is in a separate episode, so keep an eye out for that later in the week. But otherwise, let's dive straight into it. So hello, Chloe. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm absolutely brilliant. It's a late night in the UK, and I've got some corona, so we're all... <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So um, for those of, of you who don't know, Chloe is a model writer and content creator, journalist, photographer and adventurer from Calgary, whose career so far sees her modelling across North America, putting her thoughts down to paper and getting out into adventures from Canada to Mexico to Europe. She has no problem finding beautiful spots to shoot at wherever she goes. And more often than not, you can find them on our Instagram accompanied by a quick wit pun followed by a level-headed discussion or opening up a little. So, Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's really appreciated. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Perfect. I, I did my best to, to summarise in a paragraph anyway. <laughs> Very flattering. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So something I like about your Instagram posts are those puns and captions I mentioned. And I was wondering, do they come to you quite easily or do you spend a lot of time and thought getting the right one? Honestly, it depends on the moment. Like sometimes I will have a pun or a caption in mind before I even take the photo. And I'm like, I'm going to want to take a photo that goes along with that. But sometimes <laughs> I will have a photo and I just don't know what to caption it. And I'll scroll on Pinterest for hours until I finally come up with something. Or sometimes it'll just come to me like it's completely random yeah it's not ever the same <laughs> perfect yeah I, I was wondering because they're, they're always I, I I really like bad puns <laughs> and so so the ones that you put on are just brilliant because <laughs> yeah they always make me laugh so thank you I, I'm always worried like I'm thinking well maybe people will think they're just a little too cringy but <laughs> the same time, I love them so I think in my oh. opinion the cringier the better I think <laughs> yeah same <laughs> so, perfect so um, keeping on social media for a moment, I'm only 26 at time of recording and I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty active. Mm -hmm. But the moment someone mentions TikTok, I feel like I'm solidifying into a fossil and placed in a museum. So yeah. for someone who dominates Instagram and TikTok, I was just wondering what's the transition like between the two platforms? Well, there, I was expecting TikTok to be very similar to Instagram, but mm. I actually find it quite the opposite, to be honest. So it is a really fun platform to create and you have that full creative freedom that you would on Instagram. However, I find the audience when I first joined TikTok was a lot younger. Um, like I'd say like early teens and just more recently, like within the last few months, it's been more people in their twenties and getting a little bit older, but what's different I find about it isn't as much, um, like what you can do being creative, but it's more, um, some like, I'm trying to find a way to explain it. It's not as much about the aesthetic. 
basically is what I'd say. Like, if you scroll through somebody's TikTok, it's not like scrolling through a feed on Instagram where you're like, oh, look at this beautiful photo and look at this. And it has to line up with all the colors. Like, you can post wearing the same outfit five times in a row on TikTok and literally nobody will care, which is kind of cool because you don't have to put all that crazy time and thought into it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, I've had a lot of fun just playing around on it for sure. Perfect. So diving a little bit deeper uh, into this next question. Recently, we've seen the importance of meditation and headspace talked about way more often. So for you, what's the importance of journaling? Journaling, that is something that I do every single day. And I've done it since I was young. Um, Basically, for me, if I'm going through something... um, it's just easiest to write it down. Like if I've got something in my head that's just weighing heavy, physically taking that thing that's in my head and that's weighing heavy on my heart or my conscious and putting it into words so that I can physically remove it from myself. Mm. Something about that process is super therapeutic to me. Like it just helps clear up my mind. I know like if I need to go back and refer to that thought, I have it written down, but I don't need to have that in my head anymore. And that's kind of why I do it. But then it's also really amazing because you can be going through something super amazing and capture that moment in words that's like, wow, this is such a beautiful moment. And you might forget about that moment like three months later, but then you go back and you read about it and it just like re-sparks those, those memories and those feelings. So yeah, I, it's something that's definitely really helped me get through my lowest points in life and my highest points. So I love it. Yeah, I think it serves multiple different purposes. You know, it, it's a chance to reflect. It's a type of meditation, some would say, too, because mm-hmm. you're removing, like you're saying, removing that part in your thought and you're getting it down on paper. I keep a journal for, for mountains and national parks that I hike in. And mm-hmm. it's and that first point of reflection is great to look back and sort of see how they're going. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And there's, there's all different types of journaling you can do too, which is kind of neat. Like I, I have tons of journals and none of them are the same. Like one of them is my travel journal and I'll just like write down moments that I liked when I was traveling in it. And then one of them is like deeper thoughts, reflective, like possibly going into poetry. And one is just like literally grateful moments I have. Like, oh, I was grateful that that happened to me today and I'll just write it down because yeah, there's so many different uses for it and it can- So you have a few different books running at the same time that you jump into. Yeah, I do. That's next level. (laughs) 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 And I've got I've got a question to ask as well. So a few months back, you posted on your story that you uh, you lost journal. Um, uh, You might have left on the roof of your car or something, uh, Mm -hmm. and then drove off. Did you find that in the end? I never did find it, unfortunately not. But I did look really hard. But now that I think about that moment, so basically, if people don't know what happened, I. Um, I like to go to the mountains to journal sometimes and I'll just go out at night and be by myself beside a lake or in the mountains and I'll just write and so that's what I did one night I just went out and I was writing and I was on the roof of my car when I did it just sitting outside and then I drove home and was tired and then I realized I I didn't have my journal so I was thinking maybe I left it on the roof of my car or had drove away and like forgot it so I went back the next day to see if it was there and It wasn't there and I called Parks Canada like maybe somebody had turned it into like a local office or something like that and I checked all the park benches in the area and it was it was gone like it was actually gone but 
at that time in my life, I didn't really realize it, but I had just about finished that entire journal. And that was a journal that was mostly like negative feelings and emotions. It was more like a venting journal. And so even though I was pretty upset that I lost it at the time, it was actually probably a blessing in my life because it was just like letting go. Like I lost it in the most beautiful way, like sitting by myself in nature and like, I think it was time for it to go, you know, otherwise maybe I would have held on to it and it could have not been healthy for me. I don't know. So it's just kind of interesting to think back on how that went down. But yeah. That's a really fantastic positive spin on it too. I like that. And actually I would, I would process that the same way too, as just letting that go. Maybe it'd be different if it was a happy memories journal or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's a cool way of doing it. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that you sometimes you go to the mountains to journal because my next question is that you live incredibly close to the mountains in Alberta. So what influence does living so close to the mountains and taking spontaneous 1am trips to them have on your writing and journal and creativity? Oh, it's amazing because within 45 minutes, I can literally be, literally be submissed, like completely surrounded by like the most amazing views and so mountains. Jealous lakes and yeah, it's, it's amazing like it literally only takes me 45 minutes to get out there um and so like I was saying before sometimes I will like if I'm just having like some time where I'm feeling like being reflective um I know that I can easily scroll on my phone for two hours and not even notice that two hours passed and so instead I'll use that time to drive out and write literally out in the mountains or it'll spark inspiration for future writing like just being so close is amazing for just going out by yourself or with friends. And yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to be so close because it is truly fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, if you can't tell from the name of the podcast, then I'm kind of biased towards mountains. So yeah. <laughs> I'd love to live somewhere so close. I'd like to live in Norway one day, but, um, but for now I'm lucky to live where I do in the UK. It's just hills and, and windmills. So mm, Yeah. Well, and I had grown up in Medicine Hat, which is completely surrounded by prairies for hundreds of kilometers. Like, like we have some like really low rolling hills, but we didn't have mountains or anything like that. So when I was growing up, I didn't have like access to mountains like I do today. And so suddenly like moving out and then being so close to them has like, I feel like I'm extra appreciative of it because I know what it's like to live without it kind of like how you are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And to, thinking about those mountains as well, did you did you get out when you were younger and hike in them quite quite a bit? Or is that something that you've learned to love in, late, in later life? No, I didn't do a lot of hiking when I was younger. I actually hadn't never hiked in the mountains until basically last year. And then oh, wow. I basically went full in. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty new to me. Um, but I've really found a love for it, as you can probably tell by my Instagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of which, again, anyone who doesn't know, uh, Chloe's quite big on Instagram. So I will put the link down in the show notes if you've clicked on this podcast and you're oblivious to who she is, uh, which will be rare, I think, in, in the industry. But check, her, check it out. It's fantastic photography. And like I've been mentioning already, very good puns. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, um. So talking about creativity, uh, you have so many beautiful shots, again, like we just talked about. So I like it when we get a good segue. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> for me, my favourite one is you rowing and you've got the the blue lake and just the peaks behind you. It's just mm-hmm. gorgeous. But for you, of all the photo shoots you've done out in out on adventure, which one's your favourite? Oh, that's such a tough question because... I'll give you top three if you need them. <laughs> I'm going to think. Probably my favourite set of photos I've ever taken was one of my first times actually out in the mountains. Um, I had just met, like I had just moved to Calgary, so I didn't get to go to the mountains lots. And it was a few years ago and I had just met J.R. McDonald, Jay McDonald, if you've seen him. And he texted me one day and I was literally in the shower and he's like, hey, I'm going out to the mountains. We're meeting up with a bunch of people. Um, I'm going to be at your house in 30 minutes to pick you up. And I was like, literally in the shower. I, I had wet hair. I had no makeup on. It's like 30 minutes. Like I can't even dry my hair in 30 minutes. So he came and picked me up and we went out to Lake Louise and my hair was still wet and I didn't have any makeup on. So I was feeling kind of self-conscious at the time because I'm like, I never even leave the house without that. And now I'm going out to meet up with all these photographers And um, we went out to Lake Louise and it was October, so it had just snowed. And yeah, and the lake was still, um, it wasn't frozen yet. And it was honestly the craziest sight I had ever seen. And it was one of my first times out even witnessing Lake Louise. And that was the first time I met John Zodeman, who I take photos with all the time. And I went out on a canoe with him and was rowing and he took some photos and they're just unreal to me because that was not only one of my first times out in the mountains but like first time meeting all these amazing photographers and I think they're some of the coolest photos because you like it's pretty rare to see Lake Louise in those conditions so that would for sure be my favorite shoot I I've done I think yeah one of the first ones I ever did nice one that's good actually because rather than starting off a lot of people may look back to their first ever ones and perhaps cringe and, and be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. So, but, <laughs> well, that's so no, when it's I great that you've got such a happy memory. Yeah, like when I look back at some photos I had taken in Medicine Hat, like when I was in the prairies, I'm like, oh no, like why did I pose like that or whatever. But like, <laughs> that was one of the first, I feel like, real like outdoors shoots I had done. So, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and we mentioned earlier kind of moving... Uh, you know I, I talked about moving to the mountains and but being lucky to live where I do and on your blog you, you don't hide the fact your preference is warmer weather um <laughs> so I, I was wondering how do the mountains in Alberta compare to the beaches in California for you oh well it's it's tough because it's like comparing like apples and oranges like they're both great mm. but just so different you know like um like you can't, I feel like you can't really be active on the beaches, you know, like you're not going to go for a hike on a beach. It's just like <laughs> relaxing and you can lay in the sun and not do anything. Whereas in the mountains, like it's inspirational in a different way. Like you don't have the ocean and you might not have the sun, but you can go out and be active and like get your blood flowing and take in nature. So yeah, it, it's hard to compare them. Honestly, I, I can't say if I prefer mountains over beach because they're so different to me but I do love both like immensely like very yeah. much <laughs> yeah yeah so I was I was thinking your preference for the warmer weather would that would that ever override your love for home and you'd move out there or something 
Yeah, like, honestly, I have thought about it, wanting to move somewhere where it would be warm. Um, it, it's tough because, like, I, I absolutely love where I live and Canada, but at the same time, I also want to experience living in those other places just to see how life would be. And then I can always travel back to the mountains and hike, you know, kind of like what I'm doing, opposite of what I'm doing right now, traveling to see the beaches. But yeah, I, I, if I were to move away, I know I would miss them a lot. So it, it's tough. I'm in a personal dilemma right now whether I should move, <laughs> but mm. I still might, but it probably wouldn't be a long-term thing. Yeah, just like a short-term thing. I heard a joke today on uh, another podcast I recommend called the Amateur Traveler Podcast, mm -hmm. and he had some bloggers come on, travel bloggers come on to the show, and they're saying, yeah, so now we live in uh, Tbilisi, but permanently, and he made a joke that permanently for a blogger is about three to four months, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for That's so many journals, maybe that would suit you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> so... I'm always fascinated by positivity and perspective. And uh, for me, I've got this idea that life is two parallel lines. You've got the top parallel line, which is reality. And reality is basically the truth. That is what's happened, you can't change it. Bottom line is perspective. And you can either take that and be quite negative, or you can take the same scenario and be positive out of it. And looking at your first ever upload on your journal account, Composing Chloe, I really liked your verse that says the world's not all bad, but you need to recognize it's you who can let, let the light in. What does that mean to you? Yeah, for sure. I have always been an optimistic person by nature. And I think I learned that from my parents. I'm, like my parents are very positive people and they've taught me like your perspective on how things happen and play out is sometimes more than what actually happened like you can choose whether something is good or bad and I actually saw a quote today live every day like you get to live it instead of live every day like you have to live it so instead of saying to yourself oh I have to go to work today think like man like I get to go to work today I like or that. oh I have to clean the house it's like I get to clean my house you know like it mm. it's kind of taking something that Super grateful yeah, and just being grateful for the little things you already have. And so when it goes back to that quote where I was talking about it's you who has to learn to let the light in, um, sometimes I feel like some people will be living their life in darkness and it's it's because they're covering up their own eyes, you know? Sometimes you just have to look at things in a different light and, yeah, just, like, look at your own situation and think, man, is it is this my reaction to what is happening? making it negative or was it actually something that's negative or is it actually something that's positive and I just have to look at it as positive and get past the little things that are holding me back you know if that makes sense yeah, yeah. absolutely yes. yeah I'm completely with you as well and to be honest if you couldn't already tell from your Instagram if you couldn't already tell from this interview so far then it's nice to hear you confirm that you're you're a positive person I think <laughs> that simply losing that journal was was enough uh, I think evidence to show that that's the case. So, um, so yeah, ni nice to hear you delve a bit deeper on that one. Um, so one thing I like about you is how you are at one moment a model, but in another moment, uh, enjoy getting into the outdoors or winning a contest to remember the most digits of pi. 
Uh, it seems your limits only stop at eating olives or the texture of unfinished wood. But what other facts would surprise some of your followers, do you think? Oh, what facts would surprise my followers? Hmm. Well, there's like lots of random little things about me. Like when I w- I'm trying to think. So a-, a lot of people, when they first meet me, if they were to meet me on a hike, they might not know that when I was a teenager, I was like Miss Teenage Alberta. Mm-hmm. which is like one thing when I was younger I used to do pageants and I was like a, I would consider myself like a girly girl but at the same time that type of um like oh I like to get my hair done up and stuff isn't everything about me obviously like the side of me that models isn't everything about me like I'm super passionate about getting an education which is is why I I love little things like the pie contest, for example, where I memorized over 300 digits of pie because I just That's nuts, I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Like I like to do little things to surprise myself. Like, can I memorize saying the alphabet backwards? Yeah, I probably can. So I'm gonna learn it. You know, like little things <laughs> like that. Or like um like I like to perfect little skills about myself that like might not matter in a big skill, but it, or on a big scale, but just like to surprise myself. So like one time I like trained whistling so that I could enter whistling contests. Like that's a, just like the, <laughs> the thing. Like, I like to see like, could I do that? I'm going to try. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty random, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it's life's there for the living though, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah. I was reading your blog about things you learned about love when traveling Europe uh, and I could relate with your opening paragraph about older generations seemingly looking down on the younger generations. Mm -hmm. Um, For you, how do you manage when people accidentally or not place their limitations on you? Yeah, I've definitely seen people putting limitations on me because of my age Um, In my friend group, even, I'm usually the youngest person who's, like, traveling with my friends or with the photographers type of thing. But if you're capable of doing it and you can show that you can do it, just, like, do it confidently. And that's enough that you need to do. Like, you don't need to justify yourself, like, oh, yeah, I'm only 22, but I can do this. Just carry on with confidence. And if you can do it, they'll see that, you know. And so that's just kind of what I've done, like. I've had lots of people even doing doubt, like had and vocalized doubts about me pursuing like traveling on Instagram, for example. Um, And if I would have listened to them saying like, oh, you shouldn't do that or that's too difficult, I wouldn't be doing it today. But instead, I just carried on and like I listened to them and gave them their time of day so they felt listened to. But at the same time, I know what I'm capable of and I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to put my mind to it and just show them that I can do it and not have to argue with them about it because my actions are enough in that, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And that, that blog as well said how they were saying, Oh no, traveling as a young couple. No, you can't do that. But I I saw a quote. I've actually just, I registered between the mountains for Pinterest today. And uh, the first thing I saw was a quote. uh, it, It had, uh, Dwayne Johnson's face in the background but you know what these quotes are like that they, they get someone influential and put a random quote on top of it but mm-hmm. it said when someone says you can't do something it's, it tells you about their limits not yours so oh, I like that I've never it, heard that before but I really like that it just make it makes sense doesn't it yeah yeah it does yeah and I, I feel like I've always been the type of person in life 
um, if I want something, like, I'm going to go and, like, get it, or I'm going to try to get it at least, because if I tell myself I can't do that, I'm never going to reach that milestone. Like, as soon as you put that limitation on yourself, there's not even, like, you're not going to get there because you're not even trying. So it's like, I might as well, like, try. And I haven't had any, like, limitations that I found for myself yet. Like, literally one time I was hanging out with a friend and he's like, oh, yeah, I like to watch, like, Logan Paul on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with Logan Paul. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, what, what's going to stop me? And then I went to LA and I hung out with Logan Paul. Like, it's like, no way. Yeah. So it's like (laughs) putting those limitations on yourself will prevent yourself from doing it. So that's a super relatable quote that you have and super interesting for sure. Well, here's another one as well. I thought of as, as you were talking about that, which is another one I heard is whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So, yeah, I love that quote. I've heard that one before. And yeah, does the I rounds, doesn't it? Yeah. Perfect. So I was fascinated too by your projected synesthesia, which is <laughs> for those listening, the association association of items and events to colours. Mm-hmm. So as someone who gets this with some sound, I was wondering, do you have an associated colour for nature, mountains, lakes and adventure? Yeah, I do. Like, all of them are slightly different, but they're usually, like, um, for me, like, a pastel-y. They're all shades of blue or green. So Mm. they're not rich shades. They're, like, if you were to mix white paint with, like, a turquoise. And then it's, like, that's the color for me of just, like, outdoors in general. Versus, like, it kind of shifts between, but they're all kind of along that spectrum, if that makes sense. Like, they're all, like, pastel-y shades of blue or green. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but like it is, yeah. <laughs> between like mountains, like trees, like hiking, like all of the different terms have different colors in my head, but they're actually quite similar, which is interesting because I've never really thought about that before. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I, I know it's hard to explain. I think you did a good job. Uh, I mean, for instance, for me, a random one is uh, on a on a bass guitar, a brand new E string sounds, and it's like a shape a shape I can see of like. At the string but surrounded by a case like like a hollow case like it's yeah. really hard to describe it and like there, there was a song uh, i heard earlier and i could only just like i could only see like the color red with it this is yeah. really odd to describe isn't it but i think yeah. you did a good job yeah it's super interesting how it changes between things too though like yeah that's I don't know. I love talking to other people who have it because everybody has different things for different things, but sometimes they'll align, you know, like somebody will have the same <laughs> thing as you and you're like, what? Like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> they align and the time stops and space, yeah. space discontinues. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. on this podcast, we typically interview someone about their adventures and run through the itinerary and find out what they got up to and just hear about them. So I know we're planning on talking briefly about your backcountry experience in another episode, but for the sake of this interview, tell me more about your trip to Puerto Rico with Ananya Ray. Yeah, so I had wanted to do a trip with Ananya for a while. Um, we had always talked about going to all different types of places, um, and we were actually quite set on going to Hawaii for a while. Um, But when it came to planning it, we hadn't booked our flights. And the longer we put it off, the more expensive the flights got. And then all of a sudden, Hawaii was like way out of our budget zone. And we're like, okay, we're not going to go there. 
Uh, <laughs> but we still really wanted to do something because we each had um, a couple weeks off and we're like, this is the perfect time. So we just basically scoured Google Flights until we found the cheapest flight to somewhere where there were beaches we could go and booked it with like doing no prior research. We were just like, let's go. And we booked a flight to Puerto Rico because it was the cheapest flight we could find. And then we did our research and we basically met um, a couple times before we went and just like went through blogs and looked all over the internet to find like all the coolest little picture spots. And then we went and we rented a car and we, the first night we got there, we stayed in a hotel room, which was honestly the sketchiest experience of the entire trip. <laughs> it was a very questionable hotel room. Like um, the sheets were stained and there were cockroaches crawling around and oh, the sink in the shower didn't work and the toilet didn't flush and there were holes in the walls and the door didn't lock. And we were just like, oh my gosh, like this is terrifying. <laughs> like This is not good. Um, and yeah, like it, it was a real, like, it was definitely the sketchiest place I had ever stayed. Um, and we only stayed there, thank goodness, for like one night. And then we stayed in Airbnbs for the rest of it. And the Airbnbs were fantastic. They were amazing. Um, some of them had beautiful views. One of them was a treehouse that we literally, like an open air treehouse that you have to climb into, which was unreal. That's and awesome. Yeah. So it was overall an amazing trip. We rented a car and we were able to go around the entire perimeter of the island and then we were even able to go inland to some lesser known spots so it was a pretty amazing trip yeah and it's always awesome to explore the unexplored as well isn't it i, I mean uh, i'm reading a book called the meaning of travel at the moment mm -hmm. and it, they talk about how the main reason we travel is to experience that otherness uh you know something unfamiliar to what you're used to used to having and i think the furthest away you get from those tourist zones the more you experience it therefore the more you love it so oh, yeah. It was amazing. And we made friends with some local tour guides who took us to some places where they said like they don't take tourists and we had to like, so we did, they're like, oh yeah, like it's like a really short hike. And they like gave us like some information about the hike. Like and we're like, oh yeah, like that sounds like something that we would be able to do in like 20 minutes back home. It literally took us like way longer than we expected because we were like waist deep in mud and like going through the, these, like grass blades that if they touch your skin they like rip it off and like all this stuff but it was just super cool to like completely be somewhere new and experiencing things that we had never before seen so yeah it, it was an awesome trip because it was completely different for me it was just like something I had never done before but it was a lot of fun yeah perfect perfect so I've got one last question before we go into some wrap-up questions mm -hmm. so for those who don't know Chloe has a YouTube channel and I really liked your COVID-19 video with your twist of turning it into a positive amongst your anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it seems from great puns to connecting with your followers through stories that you really have a positive effect on people. For you, how important is it that you make this impact on others? Well, to me, it's, it's quite important. Like, I feel very fortunate that I had some very amazing influences in my life, like my mom and people like that have inspired me so much in life that like I feel like if you're able to influence people and make their day better even if it's just something tiny like do it like go ahead and do it it's a gift to be able to give you know so that's why I like to 
like add meaning to what I do on top of just, oh yeah, I'm going to go on a hike and post a photo. But if I could be able to share something that could touch somebody, that's what really matters in the end, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's, there's a, I'd, I'd recommend watching it if you have, I think it's 20 minutes. So if you have 20 minutes spare, it's well worth. So anyone listening or to you, Chloe, uh, it's a musician called Victor Wooten. And he comes from a well-known family of musicians. And his whole message behind his graduation speech he's doing to graduating musicians is saying, what does the world need with another musician? The world needs good people. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's food for thought when you think about going out and doing, whether, you know, whether you're a gardener or a salesperson or an Instagram influencer. It's, you know, what does the world need with another one of those? The world needs good people. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, wrap-up questions. I've got three. Um, okay. Perfect. So, whether you're getting your head into a journal or if you're getting out into the backcountry, mm-hmm. what are three non-negotiable songs that are playing? Three non-negotiable songs. Beautiful Day by U2. Nice. Classic. Um, I'm trying to think. This is actually so tough for me. Uh, <laughs> I find it's hard to remember them as well. <laughs> yeah, it changes every day. But, like, here, I'm actually going to check my phone right now and look <laughs> at my yeah, most listened to songs because they're always changing. Oh, Lovely by Mills. He's okay. not a very famous artist right now, I feel like, but absolutely check him out. love the song Lovely. Yeah, his name is Mills, M-I-L-L-S, period. And then, hmm, right now, maybe, <sighs> I'm trying to think. This is so difficult for me. Um... It's funny that you pick U2 as well, because I've only, I only have like three, maybe four songs that I really like on U2. And there's a yeah. festival in the UK called Glastonbury. And um, it's kind of big. It's like 250,000 yeah. people go. Yeah, I think America uh, and, and Canada now kind of know about it. Um, but generally speaking, I thought it was only UK. But um, I went down, I thought, you know, you know what, I've got time. I might as well go see their set. And as I arrived, they played the three songs back to back, which I loved. And then they, they went on to something. I was like, all right, see you oh, later, you two. And just went off to the next show. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Okay, I thought of a third song. Winnebago yeah. by Quinn, I think it's 92, Quinn 92. I don't okay. know. It's like XCII. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. So he's throwing you some Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Quinn and then 92, I'm pretty sure, in Roman numerals. But. Winnebago, which is like a good road trip song. Perfect. So at the time of recording, we're in the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So everyone's in lockdown at the moment. Uh, some places just start to come out. But it got me thinking, you've got Canada all to yourself and you've mm-hmm. got transport to get to one place. Where are you going and why? Oh, one place. I would probably go to... Oh my gosh, there's so many places I'm thinking about. Moraine Lake. I love Moraine Lake. Like, I'm so close to it, and I've been there a million times, but every single time I go there, I'm completely breathless. Like, it's just to me one of one of the most beautiful places on Earth. So, What's the route like getting there? Do you have to... Um, and I thought this because you said breathless, obviously, because it's inspiring. But I suddenly started thinking, oh, what's the route like there, actually? Do you have to hike quite a long way, or can you park near it? 
No, you can basically park right at the base of it and you have an amazing view of the lake. But I love to personally do a hike that's right beside it called Tower of Fable. And it's it's a scramble and it takes you just over an hour. And it's like you take one step forward and you slide back to you. But then you look from the top of this mountain and you can look at Moraine Lake from the top and it's just stunning because it's such a crazy blue. Like the photos aren't edited usually of it of it like to make it look so vibrant like it actually looks like that in person so awesome yeah i need need to see a lake like that i'm yet to do that so oh you have to you won't regret it (laughs) so in your career so far and i say career because um i'm not sure at what point for you that starts so let's call it your career so far if you could relive one moment what would that be oh Okay, I, it would probably be just hanging out with, like, like, just a road trip with the friends, you know, like, just like, the process of going to a hike, you know, when everybody is really excited, and we're ramped up, and we're full of energy, and we know we're about to do this huge, big journey together, and we'll probably be complaining in a few hours, but just like, we're all blasting music and getting like, all hyped up, and everybody's in a good mood. Just that moment before a hike with like all my friends jammed in a car, that's probably one of the the moments that I would want to relive. And hopefully I'll get to this summer if they open yeah. up trails. Well, that's, so that's a wholesome wholesome choice. And it's also one that you kinda can relive as well. It it's it's one that you, if you were to relive because it's a tricky question I find, because if you pick the wrong moment, if you were to relive it, it might not be the same. So actually mm-hmm. a road trip with friends is wholesome and it is repetitive so you can do it time and time again so yeah Yeah, perfect well listen thank you so much for coming onto the podcast it's really been my pleasure if anyone wants to see more gorgeous photos and just great details from you where can we go you can check out my instagram at chloe.shapdelaine or you can click on any of my photographer's tags because they all take amazing photos as well of these places. So, yeah. Perfect. And I'll put links to everything down below as well. So in the show notes. So if you want to, if you're listening on your phone or laptop, you can just click there and go from there. But Chloe, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Cheers. So I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Chloe is such an optimistic and positive person. It was great to throw some questions at her and see what she has to say back to it. If you enjoyed the episode, like I say, please feel free to subscribe, follow, tell your friends so that you don't miss another one and we can spread the love and grow even further. If you want to come on the show, then please feel free to email btmtravelpod at gmail.com or follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at btmtravelpod. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode and I hope you have a fantastic day.